And so I started questioning myself. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. But everyone would say I'm crazy to even consider this. So I, I um, decided to quit that job when the contract finished. So this was in April I decided to do this. And I'm like, I'm going to quit and go travel, travel the world. And so I had to come up and tell my supervisor who put his who believed in me and put my name out there for this supervisor job, my old supervisor, and said, look, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go quit and I'm going to go and travel the world while I'm young and I'm, I just feel like there's something out there for me. I want to see a different perspective. Mm. And surprisingly, like, it, like, he was actually okay towards the end. Like, he was like, whoa, wow, like, you've been given a good opportunity. But he actually was pretty supportive. But it was my mum and that were just like, my family were just like, what? No, Rio, because mm. I was working for a great company, had all the benefits. And they're just like, no way that's crazy you can't do that and I said look I know it sounds crazy but I just feel that this is in, in like the bottom of my heart like I just need to go and do this while I'm young mm. go travel the world I'm Luca Ritti the host of the Feeling Alive podcast thank you for joining me here you will learn what it truly means to feel alive fulfillment empowerment and true self-expression are the pillars of this podcast I believe our greatest potential exists when our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health are in balance. My mission is to inspire you to push your edges of comfort, regain your energetic balance, and leap into your greatest potential. The question is, are you ready? And just a few things before we get going. My greatest goal is to see this podcast reaching more and more people. So if you can rate, review, and share this podcast on iTunes, that would greatly help this mission. And more importantly, serve the people needing to hear this most. Does this sound like you? You've been riding an emotional seesaw of fear, anger, jealousy, guilt, or sadness. You seem to be more and more disconnected from your friends and potentially family, and you don't know why. Or you want to make some positive change in your life, but you don't know how or what you are doing isn't working. I have some good news. I've created a free five-day training, ebook and meditation on shifting your reality. This is a powerful training to help you change your perspective on your life so far. It gives you a great tool to use every day and in turn shift your external reality for the better. It's a powerful training for you for free, so it's a no-brainer. And if you do need further support on this journey of finding your greatest potential, I have spaces available for men and women in my Momentum Mentoring Program. You will work with me one-on-one to unpack your story, shift your perspective on matters in your past, empower you with powerful tools to use in your life, and give you more clarity on your mission in life. So both links for these offers are in the show notes, and if you resonate with either, please do go ahead and get involved. Most importantly, I'm grateful that you are here. So thank you, and without further delay, here is your episode. The greatest achievements you will make in life will come from tough decisions. Welcome back to another episode, and today I sit down with my lovely co-host and partner in crime, Danielle Kettlewell, an Olympian author and inspirational speaker to help me make these messages impactful and to just bounce back with that Q&A style. I'm really enjoying that at the moment. And in this episode, we're going to discuss how tough decisions are an essential part of finding the best version of yourself. We've both encountered it, and that's why we think it's really important to talk about it because we can see it happening in other people's lives right now. So we're going to be discussing what tough decisions really mean, 
what areas of life we need to make them, uh, how to identify when you need to make them. We talk about the courage muscle, how your environment affects your decisions and the toughest decisions we've had to make in life personally. This is to support all of you out there who know you've either got to make some tough decisions or who have recently made some tough decisions in your life in pursuit of the best version of yourself. Now, we love you, we feel you, and we are on this journey with you. Enjoy this episode. Welcome back to another episode of Feeling Alive with Luca Reedy and now Danielle Kettlewell. This is the weekly talk back, so it seems, talk back <laughs> episode that we are both holding now to spread messages out on a weekly basis, more consistent, getting that message and spreading it far as possible, right? Mm. The message of fulfillment, wholeness, empowered from within. And uh, each week we're finding a topic to talk about. So if, if you do want to find a topic to talk about or you want us to talk about a topic, you can email us, feelalive at lucaridi.com. Get your message to us and we can put our insights into that, on that, or our philosophy on yeah. that story, on that topic. And you've got myself and you've also got Danielle Ketterwold, the Olympian, author, speaker, inspirational speaker, and everything else that she is here to provide her insight to. So, but this, this episode is going to be on tough decisions that our future self will enjoy, mm. but our present self might. Mine's very uncomfortable. Yeah, so mm. I guess I'm going to bring in my co-host here and just explain why tough choices are essential and mm. what they actually mean. It's a good one because I think that a lot of people sway away from the difficult things and that's such a representation of the society that we live in. A lot of us try and find ease, right? We try and find ease. We try and live in comfort. Mm. We try and do the things that keep us within this zone of comfort that we like to live in. But the closer that we get to the uh, you know, parameter of that you know, comfort zone, the further, the closer that we get to growing into our highest, best self. And I know from so many situations in my life, the greatest things that I brought into fruition have been from the times where I was freaking terrified and really mm. uncomfortable and had to make difficult decisions, make tough decisions that maybe made some people not that happy. But in the long term, I foresaw what I wanted my life to look like mm. and realized that I needed to make those decisions for my long-term investment, not just my short-term satisfaction. And I think that the more that people get to shift their perspective and start to make choices for long-term goals, long-term growth, long-term prosperity, abundance, joy, as opposed to short-term um, instant gratification, yeah. I think this whole society is going to be better and um, feel more alive. And yeah. that's the whole point, isn't yeah. it? You know? So it's like pushing the, making decisions that push your uh, edges of comfort. Totally. Like getting out of that comfort zone. So like what we mean by tough decisions on the present moment is actually because, you know, you think about when you first go to the gym, you don't like it. Like you, you, you might want to be training for something or a marathon. You don't necessarily like it. But when you win the marathon, your future self loves it. So that's the sort of analogy mm. we're trying to get across here. That point is that, you will need to make tough decisions on this path of yours, this path to find a better life, to be a better person, to live a more whole and empowered life, a more meaningful and fulfilling life. 
you need to make tough decisions now. And so what we'll talk about in this episode is the types of tough choices that you're gonna have to make, um, why it's essential to do this, how to make them, um, what it means, how courage plays a role in this on this journey and as well like the tools that will help you um, on the other side of those tough choices bring yeah. those um, those choices to fruition yeah. as well because there's some things that you can do to help that yourself on the other side of that that will help your long-term growth um, because like all me and Luca do what we freaking do and show up every day, even sometimes when it feels like no one's listening, because we truly, from the bottom of our heart, want so to it's help like alignment. people. Yeah. yeah, we want our I. You know, I talk about in in uh, with my women and in my course that fulfillment or success is fulfillment, and fulfillment comes from loving yourself, loving having people around you that you love, loving what you're doing. But beyond that, that and I think the key that most people realize um, at a certain point in their life too is contribution and mm. you know us sharing this stuff is our sense of contribution because that seeing the sparkle and change in other people's lives allows us to have a deeper fulfillment knowing that we've made a difference mm. so this is like why you know we show up and we share this stuff and Luca's allowed me to kind of like take over his podcast yeah. once a week with him which is really nice because yeah, I like nice. I love a chat as well yeah it's nice to have a platform you get for, a lot of insight too yeah thank good. you and for my voice to be heard in different realms because I have a lot to say too and not not only about the Olympics, but more than that. Yes. Well, it's your, I mean, we're going to probably talk about that, I guess, yeah. in this episode of like some of the tough decisions you've had to make around that and the reward that you got from those tough decisions. Mm. So I guess the first area we should sort of go down is like, what are the, why it's essential? Let's start with that. Like why it's essential for tough choices to be made. Why do we need to make them? What are your thoughts? Mm. I, I believe because, you know, like I was saying, like in the short term, the comfortable decisions and leaning on what's easy feels really good, right? Mm. You know, in the sense of like, oh my God, I want chocolate right now. I'm gonna feel really good right now when I have chocolate. Mm. There's nothing wrong with chocolate. We both love chocolate, but if you eat a lot of chocolate every single day for a long period of time, that's not going to actually make you feel good. So it's like in the short term, these, easy you know taking the easy road feels really good but it, mm. we get to a point because i truly believe that you know on all of our human journeys we want to find our own level of deep fulfillment whatever that means for us and so much of us finding fulfillment comes from growth you know tony mm. robbins says if we're not growing we're dying and mm. i wrote that in my book too like it sounds extreme but if you look at the it's natural truth. world like if a plant or tree or something is not growing it is actually dying and we are the same so growing makes us feel better yeah. and growing comes from difficult choices difficult decisions yeah. pushing ourselves outside of our comfort zone and mm. you know i love the quote that says growth and comfort cannot coexist yeah it's true that's amazing actually like the fact that the reason that most people well we believe this is a lot of people don't find fulfillment is because they don't actually grow mm. but the reason they don't grow or they don't have a whole life or a meaningful life is is because they don't know how where to grow like what direction do i grow into mm. um they don't know what their how they can identify their gifts and their purposes or their and the gifts and their abilities and their passions to then go down that path of pursuing those gifts abilities mm. and passions so it's like growing is essential we know that for like personal fulfillment because if, if you're growing you're mm. succeeding 
And it doesn't mean that you have to be growing as in a sense of like your business is scaling every year to phenomenal um, profit levels of profit. It, this means like growing to be a better human. Mm. That's it. Like it do, whatever your level of it is good, but just the tough decisions that you need to make now to grow to be a better person. Mm. So how much do you invest in you? Like say, we'll talk of like the small steps and the big leaps, but like, do you buy any like books that get your creative mind changing and shifting? Does it get your perception moving? Do you invest in coaching? Do you invest in mentors? Do you actually do the, the workshops and the courses to interact with community and grow your community? That's growth. It doesn't mean you have to be a CEO, an entrepreneur, because that's where a lot of people see self-development is that you're going to be like a leader. You can just be a leader of your family as well, right? But we're going to talk about the tough decisions that are the types of tough decisions that you might face in the different areas that mm. these tough decisions are on. And I um, think they come down to a few areas, which is like career, relationship, and health and lifestyle, really. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes family, um, y- you, know, you know, someday we will be. But um, what would you say is one of the tough decisions that comes to your mind first that you've had to walk through in your life, Luca, and like kind of walk us through what led you to making that tough decision, what it was actually like, because this is also like something that I'm really passionate about too, is being authentic. You know, mm. I I love inspiring people and I love seeing the sparkle in their eye when you tell people that you believe in them and give them that energy. But also I never want to disillusion people that it's just gonna be you just jump on the roller coaster and it's gonna be a free ride. It's gonna be easy. Like it's supposed to be hard and sharing the shit times is so important, especially in society that we're living in, which is so Instagrammable and like picture perfect. Like so making those tough decisions might not always lead to instant gratification, but where did it lead you in the long ever made was was around my career yeah I was 25 so my girlfriend at the time Dem and I broke up um, and I was earning six like like a healthy a healthy wage over six figures um, and I was earning working four days a week three days off in the in the mining industry and flying away saving all that money coming back so monday to thursday fly away come back for a long weekend every weekend plus it's only like 150k most people's ideal yeah like it was great i was on a contract up there as a for supervising um for 12 months and i was 25 at the time that was about four years ago and it was i was 24 actually yeah 24 25 and it was amazing mm. for some for, for for most people, but for me, for some reason, I just wasn't. I wasn't like it didn't feel. It didn't fill me up. Like Probably it, in the short term, though. Like when you first moved into that, where did oh, it I loved good? it. Yeah, but there was uh, it was like just coming out of a long term relationship, sort of questioning things. I'm like, this isn't the direction I want to go in, and this is the thing. There's like nothing actually happens coincidentally. It's all synchronistically, perfectly mm. timed. And so I started questioning myself, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore, but everyone would say I'm crazy to even consider this. So I, I um, decided to quit that job when the contract finished. So this was in April, I decided to do this, and I'm like, I'm gonna quit and go travel, travel the world. And so I had to come up and tell my supervisor who put his, who believed in me and put my name out there for this supervisor job, my old supervisor, and I said, look, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go quit and I'm gonna take I'm going to go and travel the world while I'm young and I'm, I just feel like there's something out there for me. I want to see a different perspective. Mm. 
and surprisingly like it, like he was actually okay towards the end like he was like whoa wow like you've been given a good opportunity but he actually was pretty supportive but it was my mum and that were just like my family were just like what no Rio because mm. I was working for a great company had all the benefits and they're just like no way that's crazy you can't do that and I said look I know it sounds crazy but I just feel that this in, the, in like the bottom of my heart like I just need to go and do this while I'm young go mm. travel the world and so I, um, I did that, but that was the, one of the toughest decisions that now I am so grateful for because at that time I was studying business as well. And so I was at university studying business about a year and a half in and like my goal was to become uh, either own my own mining company or have a really successful job is like in management for a big mining company. It's like earning millions of dollars, but I just wanted to be rich and I just wanted to be successful. Mm. And that was my idea of rich and success. Mm. riches and success um and so like people i had to quit uni because that was like that's a good thing to do to to be at university right yeah. so i had to quit uni totally. had to quit um this job and i had to step into the unknown mm. but why like it wasn't like oh i'm going into another job i was going into just traveling so it was yeah. a big big move for me but now the person i've become through that process i ended up starting a business over there you um, went to Canada. I went to Canada, so I yeah. Which is not where me and Luca met, but no, um, yeah, I went over there separately, and I had a um, another girlfriend by that point, and we were over there together, um, and I started a business. That was and it was awesome, mm. hard work, but awesome, and like traveled through the Americas and ended up staying over there for two years. But the people I met, the experience that I made, the uh, the journey I went on, the actual. The, the, it was the journey of self-development in the sense of like having such deeper awareness on who I am. Because when you go to traveling, right, you leave behind, like it's all good at the start when you've got money yeah. in the bank. <laughs> and then you start like chipping away at the money. And like I started a business, so I chipped out a fair bit of cash for that. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, fuck, I'm earning $10 an hour now where I was used to earn um, like, I don't know, like 80 bucks an hour. I don't know what it used to be. So I'm like, this is the big adjustment. So then you yeah. learn that you have to be frugal all of a sudden, that nothing is just, you don't have a disposable income. So now you have to think about how you're spending your money. Yeah. And it's all these little lessons of like being out in the real world and not having all the safety of a, of a high paying job and the mm. comfort, that's where you really learn. And as well, I think the beautiful thing about traveling, like obviously me and you are both love traveling. Mm. Um, uh, well, which I have loved in my life and I, I have seen in other people is that you get it, you kind of get a blank slate, mm. right? Because you leave your environment, you leave the people that know you, you leave everyone that knows who you are and you go into this new environment and people don't know who you are. Mm. So you get to be kind of this new version of yourself and decide who you get to be, like reinvent yourself almost that to a was certain another, degree. Yeah, which yeah. is such a great way to like have a deeper sense of self-awareness yeah. into what you actually want because sometimes we can be so conditioned by the people around us that we mm. think that what they want is what we want, but when we take ourselves out of that environment, you know, we realize that that might be something that's different. And I like one of the I know not everyone has this luxury, but I, I'm very grateful to in my life. I've pushed myself out of my comfort zone and living in Bali is the fourth country that I've li lived in at 27 years old. And I think moving to a different city or living in a different country is one of the best ways you can learn about yourself and what yeah. you actually want because you get out of your environment. A cultural and you get to, realignment. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You get to figure out 
like who you are and what you actually want. And sorry, I kind of took that over no, from you. No, that's great. That's I think good. a question that like people might have, especially because you face such resistance from your family members around you, like how did you face that? Because a lot of people would back trust down. It. Yeah, I had to trust it. And this is those small leaps we'll talk about in later on this podcast. Mm. It's like you just have to trust what you are feeling. That's that. It's a knowing. It's like a knowing where you know that something needs to be done and you just have to do it. It's like when in a relationship, you know that you've got to leave the relationship yeah. and, and you've had this experience too. You just know it has to be done, but like it's hard to make that final call and say something about it and speak up. But once you do, you build what's called the courage muscle yeah. and you, you just take that one step of like strengthening it. And so now it's easy to do it the next time because you've experienced it. Mm. So that was all it was. It's just standing in my power. And for those mm. out there, people listening right now, stand in your power when you believe in something truly. Mm. Even if it's against your family or if it's against your friends or if it's against society or um, whoever it may be, your partner, whatever. If you believe in it and it's coming from a, a, a pure place in your heart, mm. then just say it. Yeah. So like, okay. And you so you have to make decisions for yourself too because if you make them... And not everyone is in this circumstance. Like, you know, if you have children and stuff, that's obviously different. But if you made those decisions based on what your family said, you would end up resenting them as well, right? Yeah. And that's what a lot of people do. They make decisions based off of what other people and want. Then and then it tarnishes their relationship. Them. You've never forgiven them because something, you might regret that going down the track. So it's the best thing is to make a decision for yourself. Mm. And then you have no one to blame. Yeah. You have no one to blame. So if we turn the tides here, like... What was, we talked about my, one of my toughest choices that I've made, toughest decision that I've made in my life. I think we were talking about this yesterday. I think you've got some pretty tough decisions that you've made in your life that would be great to share on this podcast. Mm. What's been your number one, if you were to think of all of them, what's been your hardest decision you've had to make that's reaped the most benefits? Um... There's, there's two different ones and very, very different. Um, I'll, I'll share like the, the one that people might know about more first, which is, you know, the Olympic decision. And if you haven't, you know, heard my story, my journey, you can go um, read my book, um, The Unlikely Olympian. But basically, I was faced with this ridiculous opportunity when I was 21 years old. I was struggling with a concussion I had to drop out of that semester of university and I got this ridiculous opportunity to go and try out for the Australian national synchronized swimming team um, with the long-term hopes of the team qualifying for the Olympics and I was faced it's funny because looking back like it, 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 yes, it was a tough decision, but it was also so easy because I tuned in to the, what I call like the whisper inside of my soul. But the toughness of it, about it at the beginning was first of all, that I didn't believe that I was worthy enough or, um, I didn't believe it was possible for me at first. You know, someone says, oh, you know, why don't you, um, you want to try out for the Australian national team? It's the chance of going to the Olympics. And here's me that I struggle with my self-belief, my self-worth for many years, like many women and many people do. And I was like, yeah, no, there's the, well, thanks. That's like, cool, that's someone else's opportunity. Like, that's what they make movies about. That's not my life. So I think the biggest, the hardest thing at first was like believing that it was even possible for me. Mm. And... And then I did what I, which I have kind of naturally done now for 
so many decisions in my life. I projected myself forward in my life. And I said, okay, if I look back in four years, for if, if I, so this was 2013 at the time, if I'm watching the Olympic Games in mm. 2016 and watching the Olympics on TV, I would rather know that I tried, I at least gave it a freaking hot shot and failed yeah. than always wondered. Yeah. And I think so many people, like it's such, if you're in this spot of trying to make a tough decision or you're at a fork in the road, one of the best things that you can do is project yourself forward a year, two years, I say this a lot, until you're, when you're 80 years old or 100 years old when you're on your deathbed and will you have regretted or wished that you have made the courageous decision, mm. made the, the, you know, gone down the path less traveled. And I realized that I would rather at least freaking try. The hardest thing from that though was the judgment and the, like I said, you know, what everyone else was going to say around me. And, and it wasn't even to my face, but it was behind my back. Mm. And you know when people, you tell them about something mm. and that you can, you can feel it in their energy. You're like, okay, I'm going to go do this. And they're like, okay, cool. Are you talking about your parents? Yeah, I was talking about my parents. You know, I was, you, was you, out of nowhere, I had to explain this to them. You know, I'm going to go to Australia and I'm going to go to this training camp and I'm going to try out for the team and my long-term goal is I'm going to try and make it to the Olympics and people kind of look at you and you know people are polite right so they're not going to say you're fucking crazy but you can see it in their eyes you can hear it in their voice you can hear the people around you being like okay yeah you know you go for it like if you get there I'll be cheering you on but I'm going to be skeptical the whole way and so <laughs> I think everyone is afraid of judgment, right? So I was terrified of what everyone would think of me. Mm. You know, being someone that lacked self-belief, being somebody that um, cared a lot about other people's opinions, I was like, how am I ever going to overcome the opinions of everyone else mm. to make this happen? And in the same sense, I was like, I projected myself forward. I cannot live my life based on what other people think is a right road for me to go down. Mm. Thank God around the same time, I was also questioning what the heck I was doing. I was also, I was in university. I obviously had to drop out because of my concussion and I wasn't happy with the path that I was going down and I was searching for an answer for a different direction. And this was hit me in the head and, you know, was presented to me quite literally. Um, and I, it was like a godsend and it mm. was so ridiculous. And, you know, not everyone is gonna have you know, you know, uh, such an incredible opportunity to, you know, offered to them, but we're all going to have tough decisions. Mm. And I think it's so important to remember to not create the outcome of that decision based on what other people think of you. Yeah. And out of fear, if it's possible, because Every person that's ever done anything incredible, ridiculous, that's ever created a company, every athlete that's ever won an Olympic medal or gone to the Olympics, anyone that's ever done anything incredible out there has always had fear. Fear is part of the game, guys. Like, you got to remember that. You know, we are so used to backing down from fear, but the more that we step into it, the more that we are going to harness and create these higher, more beautiful, fulfilling versions of mm. ourselves. And I really encourage people to not step 
step away from fear, but to step into it. And if I didn't step into fear, not only would I not be sitting here in Bali right now, I wouldn't know you, I wouldn't be yeah. an Olympian, I wouldn't have a book, and I can you actually- open another door. Open another door. I created another possibility for myself and my life would be so different. And I would have always wondered what if this could have yeah. been my life. Yeah, so it's interesting to talk about fear like that. Like it's easy for us to, to say that, but mm. to put that into context, what was the actual, the main fears that you were concerned about in that process of like shifting countries and all that? Mm. Like what was the biggest, the, say the top three fears that you had through that process of going to put yourself out there so you make the Olympics? I was afraid of failure. So being f scared of? I was afraid of not making it happen. I was afraid of saying it and then not following through and having it crush me yeah. and crush my pride and so my So like ego. your parents who were like saying, oh, yeah. you go for it then and like yeah. disappointing. And giving, making people right. The people that judge me, proving them right. Yeah. I, did, I wanted to do everything inside of me to prove their skepticism wrong. And then the fear of judgment, a fear of what the frick are they going to think of me? You know, not only what are the people in Canada going to think of mm. me, but what are the people in Australia going to think mm. of me that I didn't know at the time? Like, they're, what are they going to think? Like, I'm this girl coming from Canada. Like, who the heck does she think she is? You know, mm. who does she, you know, how does she d deserve to belong here? You know, I was walking into the Australian team with this Canadian accent, you know, plopping myself on the other side of the world and being afraid that they wouldn't allow me to be part of their tribe. Yeah. You know, so failure and judgment and as well um, that it was going to be hard. Yeah. You know? Like uh, like um, physically hard or mentally physically hard? Physically and mentally. Emotionally. Emotionally, that I was going to miss my family. That I you went to Australia with knowing no one, right? I, yeah, I knew a couple of my teammates and I knew one person. Wow. And the coach. And you'd never been down there before? I went you're to... Because you're a dual citizen, yeah. your family's born in Australia, but you were never, you've never been to Perth before where you moved. Yeah, to. I went there for a training camp and then I moved there you know, a few months later and I didn't know anyone. I, I remember like I got off the plane, you know, at the ridiculous like 24 hour journey and got a taxi to the place that I was staying and I slept on the floor that night with my sleeping bag and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Holy shit. I like just somehow made it happen to get here, but like, Oh my gosh. And, and I want people to know as well, like on my journey and, and yours um, and so many people's like, there's still moments where you're like, oh God, is this the right decision? Mm. You know, it's not like you make the one decision and you're like, okay, free falling into like the bliss of, uh, you know, what is on the other side of that. But you, you still sometimes question yourself. But I, the biggest guiding light for me was what I didn't know then, which I know now was, is listening to my intuition and listening to my soul. Which is and, that knowing, hey? Yeah, that gut feeling, that knowing inside of me that I had, I had to be there and there was no other option. And, and part of it didn't feel so hard until now I look back is because I was so focused on what was after the decision. I was so focused on getting onto the team, getting to the Olympic Games, that I didn't allow myself to, I, I didn't allow myself to focus on the decision. I, I, I saw my goal further. And I think that could really help people if you're faced on a difficult, difficult decision, if it's a career change, if it's a relationship change, if it's a country move, 
you know, if you need a guiding light to get you through, focus on the beauty that's beyond mm. the hard decision because that helped me get through. That helped mm. me have tunnel vision and just make it happen no matter what anyone else said. Yeah. And as well, reminding myself that I had to live my life for me. Mm. And like one of the a big things that held me back as well is I have, I'm the youngest of five children. I have 14 nieces and nephews. I, there was a, 12 of them born at that time so I had a, a goggle had to leave them all and I love them like I love being an auntie and they were all little little at the time like you know four two to six years old like beautiful age and one of my greatest joys was being an auntie and what's an auntie and an auntie <laughs> hey <laughs> uh, an auntie and auntie and one of my greatest joys is being an auntie to them it sounds <laughs> weird with me saying that and I realize I'm like I'm, I'm choosing to miss their life. Yeah. And I, and that terrified me. And I, I was like, they're going to think that I abandoned them. Mm. They're going to think that I don't love mm. them. But I realized that I don't want to just go and tell them to go live their greatest life. I don't want to just go and tell them that mm. they need to go after what they're afraid of and what they believe in and what their dreams are. I want to show them. Mm. And say, hey, you just follow what you know in your heart. Mm. And based on my own success of what I've achieved, you will only find good out of that. Mm. Even if you do go through hardships, because you went through some hardships, you went through the challenges, right? Mm -hmm. But you came out with a whole other avenue of opportunities. Yeah. You wrote a book. You went to the Olympics in Rio 2016. That's a whole other tale. Like now you are coaching. Yeah. Now you went uh, to three world championships. You went to three I was world on the championships. team for five years. I was I did mixed duet. I coached. I lived in Perth. Met amazing people. Like it you made just, new best friends. You met me. <laughs> met you. Yeah. I have you know I just created a community in it. There were so many times where it was hard, but like I don't regret a second of yeah. it. Yeah. You know you know I I encourage you if you're at this point in your life where you have to make a tough decision. You want to go down the path that will lead you to have the least regrets mm. because there's this amazing book um, called The Regrets of the Dying. It mm. was um, written by a, a palliative care nurse yeah, yeah. Um, and she said one of the greatest regrets of the dying was that they didn't live their life to the potential that they believed yeah. they could. Yeah. And that comes, that potential that can be reached wow. comes from the hard decisions. Yeah. The times where it's not yeah, easy because it's a risk you like mm. Mm, this isn't comfortable if i make this decision like i can't guarantee that this is successful it's a risk right yeah. all greatest financial reward comes from a risk like you don't nothing's certain nothing's a guarantee but one thing for sure is nature loves courage yeah. so that's the muscle that we're building in every moment we make a tough decision when you make this tough decision you go okay i know that this is the right decision but it's uncomfortable but i'm gonna have to lean in mm. i'm gonna have to push you leaned in you went against you know popular opinion i went against popular opinion and we're both on the other side coming back with a lot more experiences and a whole new avenue mm. do you know um and so like that's, you said you had two, but you've only explained one. What was the other tough decision? You want to hear now or is it your turn? No, it's your turn. Um, the other tough decision, which I actually haven't spoken about a lot because um, I think 
there's a level of discernment that everyone has, um, was leaving the last relationship that I was in. Mm. Um, and this is something I'm only starting to feel more comfortable um, about talking about now, just for the respect of you know the person that I was with um, as well. But I, um, I was living this life from the outside, you know, the Instagrammable version, which I, I am still so proud of. I was traveling around the world, going to Russia, Spain, was on the national team. I'd go to the AIS. I'd like live like a FIFO life. So fly in, fly out. I'd like two weeks in Perth, two weeks of the AIS, two weeks in Perth. Like AIS is camp. the Australian Institute of Sport. Yes. Um, and I, it was really cool, you mm. know, and um, there was, but what people didn't know that I was actually like really struggling in my relationship at the time. Um, so when I moved to Australia, my partner who was Australian that I met in Canada followed me there um, to Australia and he beautifully dedicated his, his mm. life and his, um, you know, f you know, four and a half, five years to supporting me on yeah. this ridiculous journey, which I am forever grateful to him for. Um, but, I knew in my soul that I wasn't in the right relationship. Mm. But the thing that I was so scared of was that I was financially, emotionally dependent on him. You mm. know, um, I, what a lot of people might not know is being on the national team, we had to put up hundreds, um, a thousand, sorry, thousands of dollars a year to be able to pay to be on the national team. And then you obviously have to pay for life as well. Um, and my family and my partner supported me. So not only you had to be good enough, but then once you were good enough, you had to pay. Yeah. Wow. And you know, you know, we were, I would go to a training camp where you obviously can't work for two weeks and you'd go back to Perth, you're training five, six hours a day. You can work in the evenings. You know, you just do the best you can, but you can't bring in a lot of money yeah. like that when you're exchanging t hour, time for money. Um, so I relied on the support of the people around me. And because I moved across the world and my partner followed me a few months later, I didn't know a lot of other people, right? So he was my emotional support. He was my financial support. And I got to a point where I knew that it wasn't right, um, at, but I couldn't leave because mm. I, and I, I actually, like I, I, I couldn't, you know, and there was nothing. Why couldn't you? I, I, I didn't have anywhere to go. Like I, and this is like a reminder to people, my closest friends were my teammates. They were just getting by themselves. I literally didn't have anywhere to live. I didn't have a car to get anywhere and I didn't have the finances. I couldn't mm. I leave because he was paying for things. He was paying for our rent. He was paying for our food, all of these things. Like I had no independence, so which in, in hindsight- In order for you to go to the Olympics, you had to stay in that I relationship? I had to stay in that relationship. And, and in hindsight, that is, I take full responsibility for that because I put myself in that situation. Yeah. And he was, was really supportive of me. And I, as well, I know I had to go through that to be where I am now. Wow. And I'm really grateful for that. But it was really hard at the time because I didn't talk to anyone about it. I didn't share with anyone about it, with my family, with my but friends. But everything was happy on the outside. Everything was happy on the outside because I'm an Olympian. I'm a, you know, going to world championships. I'm going to Budapest. I'm going to mm. Rio. I'm going to Tokyo, all these places. Um, and I reached a point where, you know, I'm a really, I'm a happy, generally happy person. And I reached a point where I was crying to myself almost every single day. Um, and I never, because I felt suffocated. I felt like I was stuck. Mm. I couldn't leave. I didn't know where to go. Mm. I literally had, I, I contemplated living in my car, you know, and, and obviously there was, would be people that so would this was going out. through your head saying this like, is, okay, I've got to leave this relationship. I got to leave. Like it was just, we won't go into what it was like, but it was just like, 
just you didn't feel like your best self would have been realised like through that, that yeah. relationship, but you were so grateful for him now because he's contributed to such your yeah. such like a big part of your life, mm. but you were just like, okay, well, what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? The logistics of it, I was like, how the hell am I going mm. to, how am I going to get out of this? Yeah. And, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't abusive. It wasn't any of those things. Like, you know, he's a, he is a beautiful person, but it's I just think a misalignment, misalignment. we weren't meant to be together. Yeah. And I think people have felt this. If you've been in relationships, you know, when it's just not the right person. And I looked forward in my life and I imagined spending my life with him and it felt so wrong yeah. for me that I wanted to vomit. Like it felt viscerally sick yeah. because I was like, I, I know that this is not my life. Yeah. And I reached a point where the tough decision comes in where um, I, I, I was crying to myself when he was beside me at night. I was crying to myself when I was going to uni. I remember one day in, in uni, I literally was crying in the class. Like I was one of those girls that just can't emotionally hold herself together. And I, I, I'm a pretty stable person as you would know me to be now, but I, I couldn't hold it in. I was crying as I was swimming laps in the pool. And I reached a point, um, he was away for a few weeks on um, for a friend's wedding. I reached a point where I woke up one morning and thought about my reality and, and the reality that I had put myself in. I take full responsibility for that. Um, and I woke up and I just sobbed for an hour, like from 6 till 7 a.m. And I was like, I reached a breaking point, which I think a lot of people reach in many different circumstances. And I was like, this can't be my life. I can't live like this anymore. I just need to figure out another way. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what the frick I'm going to do, but I just need to figure out another way. And I, I did. And I think that's, you know, and this is something that as well, you know, uh, which I've learned through you, you sharing a lot of quantum physics with me. When I, be if you believe that there is no option, there is no option. Mm -hmm. When you open your mind to the possibility of there being something that's going to help you change or shift or get out or move from a decision or yeah. give you opportunity, there always is. And I, because I refuse to live like that anymore, I refuse to put myself as the victim. I refuse to pity myself anymore. Yeah. I refuse to live sad. And I chose to shift my life. And yeah. it was challenging, 100%. We were in a lease together. You know, I was financially dependent on him. I had to reach out for help from friends. Like, it was hard. And yeah. also, the person that I did, cared deeply for, I had to break their heart. Yeah. And that was one of the hardest things because yeah. I, no one ever really wants to cause pain to someone else. But I had to put myself first. And that's what I want people to know. In any tough decision, you need to put yourself first mm. because you will resent yourself and the, and any other person if you do not put yourself in the driver's seat of your life. Mm. And I'm so glad I made that tough decision to walk away from that relationship because my life has expanded tenfold because of it. Also because I've chosen to not have that mindset yeah. anymore. I've chosen to not be sad and pity yeah. myself. And through that process, like I met you, I've made so many friends. I pushed myself out of my comfort zone because I stayed in that relationship because it was comfortable, mm. truly. I stayed in that relationship for too long because I was comfortable and I was scared of discomfort. Yeah. And like for anyone that's in a relationship that doesn't feel right, I just choose and urge you to do what your soul knows deep down because yeah. my soul knew and it wasn't comfortable it was terrifying but you were going to be so much more grateful and have such a more happy life on the other yeah, side of it totally i think that's a good point like 
you've got a knowing, right? So the first thing is you've got this knowing that something needs to change, that mm. you either need to make the decision, you need to break up with your partner, you need to change careers, you need to go traveling, you need to make that investment, um, whatever it is. You know that you have to make that choice. But then the next the next aspect of that is actually making the choice. Mm. And so you had to have a conversation. I had to have a conversation. Generally, nine times out of ten, it comes back to a conversation, no matter mm. what type of tough decision it is, right? And what what do you feel is so important about like that very first step? What's the most important thing to making that conversation stick or having that that tough conversation? What is the challenge with it and mm. what is the reward of it? I think something that really helps me is because I had thought about it many times and I never did anything to it, um, never brought anything to fruition. Um, but one of the things, and I think this is with everything in life, and again, like I write about this in my book, is declaration. Mm. So for me to actually bring up the fact that I was going to break up with my partner, I knew that I would have shied away from it if I didn't share it with someone mm. because I hadn't shared it with anyone else up to that point. So I reached out to my friends. I told them what was going on emotionally and I said, I'm going to do this and mm. I'm terrified. And, and my friends are beautiful and they said, it's okay, I support you, I'm here for you. But actually saying out loud to someone else that you're going to do something or have the difficult conversation keeps you accountable to actually making it happen, mm. right? Because you know that if, if you don't do it, they're going to be like, oh, hey, how did that go? And you're going to have to come up with the excuse yeah, of why, totally. right? So like sharing that you're going to have this tough conversation with someone that supports you is so powerful. Accountability is so powerful. Mm. And then... For me, what really helps me in the processing of things is I wrote down what I was going to say because mm. I knew that I wouldn't have the courage in the moment. I wanted it to come out right. I wanted it to come out with a lot of love yeah. because I do, did have so much love for my partner at the time. Um, and so writing it down and rehearsing it really, really helped me yeah. as well in those difficult conversations and it made it possible. So declaring it and writing down what you want to say and then knowing it's going to be scary yeah. and just accepting that. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. Because yeah. a lot of people, I think, too, make these tough decisions not only in their personal life but in their, like, career. Like, it's another mm, big area. Yeah. Or, you know, they're, they're, um, they're having to shift friend groups and so mm. they're having to change not only their work career but their social their, – uh, sorry, their work dynamic but their social dynamic. Um, and I guess that comes with knowing themselves a little bit more. So, yeah. like, as you start to do a little bit more self-development and a little – self-inquiry and figuring out what it is that you like like for me I didn't want to be working in a traditional career because mm. it just didn't light my heart on fire but here it does yeah. doing this stuff on the podcast doing the coaching the mentoring that does that gets me going mm. helping people but then it took me a little bit to realize that and to align with that path yeah so that that's where I had to make a lot of tough decisions in the scary moments but I guess the first step is um, knowing yourself so also having an inner knowing of mm. what you've got to do but then the next aspect to it is like knowing yourself then you'll have to make tougher decisions so you can either stay in the career you can stay in the job and you can get to a point when you say 14 you've got the house you've got the bank the bank balance and you've got the the boat but then you've also got a bag full of regrets yeah and so do you really want to swear off with that decision in that moment to not speak up or to mm. not go against popular opinion. And that's 
That's the two aspects of it, is when you know yourself enough and you know and you have a calling from inside of yourself that you've got to make a tough decision to go down your next path, think about mm. that. What happens if you achieve the highest success of both paths? So you can sit there, you can close your eyes, you can write down your goals and you think, okay, what's the highest achievement on both, on both paths? And then think about which one makes you feel good. Mm, which like one makes you feel good. good from the inside? Yeah. Like, is it for me, I was to say, okay, I would be a general manager of Rio Tinto, of one of their departments or whatever, one of their um, business areas, right? Mm. <clears throat> Um, have a very nice house, have a very nice car, but roll into a job every day where I'm like the leader and demanding people and like looking at accounts and, and numbers and figures and statistics and functions of the business, all that sort of stuff. Even could your have face done a, as you're saying yeah, this. <laughs> but could have done a good job of it, yeah. but like I would have, would I have come home every day with a pep in my set? Or me growing this podcast, reaching a lot more people and actually providing more solid support and impact into their lives to create more wholeness in their life. So I find wholeness, help them find mm. wholeness and receive, imagine myself receiving messages or reviews or mm. um, comments on the, the impact that my work has had. Because mm. I can make a fine company, like these are the two outcomes. I could make a, a big company even more successful or I could make a large amount of people even more successful, but which one has a greater reach? Mm. If we think about the collective consciousness and greater humanity, which is gonna provide a better earth for our kids? Is it gonna be a bigger, even bigger, even a bigger like um, bottom line for a mining company? Or is it gonna be more individual success and fulfillment in mm. people? Because one person has a conversation with another person. Yeah. You know, like that's I the sort of things you've got to think about. And that's really good advice to like look down the full path of the potential of each road. And as well, like, you know, if your path is to be the general manager of, of Rio and because you see it as you are helping all of these employees have beautiful jobs and, you know, sustaining a lot, a mm. large portion of people. Like if you see it in the way that actually gives you long term fulfillment, that's beautiful because like who are we to judge any what anyone what brings anyone true fulfillment? Right. Mm. But it's just what is the greatest level of fulfillment and joy and bliss that you can have in your life at the end or the uh, 10 years down mm. each of those paths right and which one has more fulfillment which one has more joy which one has more days of you waking up freaking excited to be alive and follow that always follow that no matter freaking what and so on this point like what was another one in your life that that changed your directory to be where you are today mm. So one of the, the oh, there's a few. I did the same thing twice. I came back to mining after I went away for two years to save up money yeah. for a year and then I left again, leaving a good paying job behind to do what I'm doing now. Um, though another tough decision I had to make that I'm now very grateful that I made. Oh, well, I'd say there was a mutual breakup with my last relationship. Uh, I got back to Perth. We lived over in Canada. Haley and I lived over in Canada for two years. And um, we, knew, we got to a point where 
we had grown together in Canada for two years, right? Like just every day by each other's mm. side. We've, we did a lot of trips and, and travel. And we we're growing as like middle, in our mid-20s, just growing as humans, right? Learning our values, learning what we like, mm. exploring things, experimenting. And then we get back to Perth where we haven't been for two years together. And we haven't actually spent that much time together because we had most of our relationship overseas. And so we got to see a whole new relationship uh, dynamic unfold and that we were interacting with each other differently. Mm. And we had different goals. I was back in a, a traditional career, earning a lot more money, but like, okay, well, are we gonna sell for, are we gonna save for a house? And we're doing all these things and like socializing again. But I had gone through a very deep journey of like a deep meditation journey. Um, I would say like an unfolding of my spiritual body of like finding more fulfillment within and starting mm. to realize I wanted some, a deeper level of meaning in my life. Um, and we, and that, mean, that meant for me not drinking or partying anymore because I had a huge party life if you listen to any other of my podcasts. And um, I was a couple years older than Haley, so I was like going down this path. I'm like, oh, you know what? I want to get up early on a Sunday morning and go for a hike or go out in nature and go for an ocean swim and go for a morning coffee and get into life, you know? Mm. Um, and at that point, we didn't see eye to eye on that. And I was like, I actually, I was, it was funny because I, we used to see eye to eye on that. Mm. And so like, it's not that she changed, it's that the whole dynamic changed because we were like that together. Yeah, and that's where we, 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 yeah, our values changed. So that misalignment created this disconnection in our relationship and then we basically spoke of it one night and it was like shit this is gonna this is gonna have to happen like we, we're gonna have to break up and it was really tough because like we had to think about it for a bit and think about how it would work um and lucky with Haley and I we had a really like open communication so yeah. if we needed to talk about something it was just really easy to talk about not saying it wasn't emotional but it was easy to just bring it up and then go from there and so I was living with her at her family's house. Her parents had like given us a room in their house and we had our own kitchen downstairs and it was amazing because you didn't have to pay rent and it was like get back on our feet. And then I just spent two years with their daughter over there and like if I was to finish this relationship now, I was like, what was all that for? Yeah. I would see, I felt like it would be a failure. Mm. And so I couldn't see us get reconnecting on that path because we had a different relationship in in Canada and I couldn't see that relationship unfolding again and expanding again. So we both went down to the beach one morning and we're like, we're going to have to do this. Mm. And we had our last chat and last goodbye and yeah, I pretty much moved out and found the house on a, a room on Gumtree and it was like cry- I would pack the car up and I was crying all the way from the house, the two houses. And yeah. I'm like, shit, have I just like wasted my last two years of life? Mm. And I actually, funny enough, the, the other side to that story is, you know, so I had to make some tough, we had to have tough conversations. Again, that's where the conversations yeah. come back. You have to have the tough conversations. Yeah. It's just bringing it up is the hardest point. Yeah. Once it's up, it's sort of like flows and it's easy. But once that happened, you know, I, it was tough because I knew it was right in my heart. I knew it was the right thing I needed to do, but it was tough because now I'm like cooking dinner by myself. And I remember getting in the kitchen cooking a lot and I'm like, I just spent two years cooking with this, like with my girlfriend. Now I'm cooking by myself. And I used to get so sad and lonely. Mm. And I went through this period of aloneness, not loneliness, but aloneness. Like it's almost like a neat, aloneness 
is where you need solitude to rebuild your emotional and mental body. Loneliness is almost like a victim mentality yeah. of that state. When you need someone else to make you feel whole. Where, yeah, you're clinging on to anything to just, yeah, make you feel something mm -hmm. greater. And so I went through this period of loneliness and it was tough. I'm, I'm just going to stop it there. It was tough. Yeah. Like, but that was the turning point of having to make that decision and leaving because then I lived, I actually found just by chance, well, let's say chance, <laughs> quote unquote, um, synchronicities is that the gum, the, the house that I went to on Gumtree, the rental that it was a vacant and available was your Olympic teammate, yeah, Amy. Amy. And that's how I met you. That's how me and Luca met. So I was living with Amy and mm. two plant-based, she was, she was plant-based, I'm plant-based, two plant-based people under the same roof, plants throughout the house and like, <laughs> this is mint. Yeah. And yeah, we met you. Yeah. Well, I met you. And um, that's where it all started. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we've actually got some interest. Yeah. And that's what I think that as well, if these are really tough decisions, especially in relationships, because it's like you're, when your heart is tied, truly tied into something, it can be difficult. You also don't know if you're focusing on the negative, think about what are the positives, mm. all the possibilities mm. that could come. Because, you know, me, I didn't break up with my partner. You didn't break up with your partner because we knew we were going to find each other. We just broke up because we we're listening to our heart. And then we bumped into mm. each other. And you here go into we are the now, unknown. two you years go into later. The unknown. Yeah. That's the place. That's the edge we're talking about. The tough decision to push you past yeah. your edge of comfort. Yeah. It's like you're going off a cliff. Yeah. And you don't realize you've got a parachute on your back. Yeah. And you just get pushed off the cliff and you're yeah. just like, I'm done. And I'm I done. Think what, and then you just, boom, pull the parachute and you have this amazing experience. And I think what a lot of people, like what held me back from making that tough decision for so long about leaving my last relationship was the fact that I was like so caught up in the logistics of how it would all work. Like literally, and I think this is what so many people do, right? They're like, the logistically, well, I can't leave this relationship because we have a house together, we have cars, we have children, or I can't leave this job because then how am I going to pay, you know, the, the bills, or I can't move to another country because I don't know this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. But like, you just figure it out. Yeah. You always will figure it out. When the why's and big enough, the hell will take care of itself. 100%. And, you know, I was listening to a podcast recently where he was saying he, the seven traits of his, this guy's a multi-multi-millionaire. And he said, he, obviously, all of his friends are multi-multi-multi-multi-multi-millionaire. And all of Whoa. his friends, which are multi-millionaires, he was putting multi. together... <laughs> Shut up. He was putting together the top traits of his friends. And he said one of the things that all of his friends did, which these are people that are, and he was saying these successful people are not only financially successful, but physically and romantically within relationships. So, you know, success as a whole. So that's redefining success of like 100%. not material riches. Yeah. And he was saying that a common thread in every single one of them is that they would take the leap and build the parachute on the way down. Mm, they would take the leap and they would know the first step, the second step, and then they would build the parachute as they were flying down with whatever decision that is difficult yeah. in your life. You don't need to know step 10, but you need to know that you can take the leap and you're gonna figure out step three, four, five as you go. And yeah. that's okay. And this is what tough decisions are all about because it's stepping into that fear and having the faith in yourself that you are gonna figure it out because you all will always, 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 always figure it out. Yeah. And you also need to be a parachute technician so you know how to <laughs> <laughs> So you know how to build the parachute on the oh way down. Oh my god. Can you imagine though actually building a parachute on the way like I like that analogy, but at the same time I'm like um, you, you can't imagine it. Yeah, like, like I mean that's all you can do yeah. because 
it's not realistic. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah the, the analogy the is amazing. Yeah, I get the analogy. point. Is yeah. just push. It's yeah. like the same. Oh, like I just by chance just said that. It's like just get the push, and you don't realize you've actually got a parachute on mm. your back, and you know how to pull it on the way down. Yeah. Um, and it's just trusting the fact that it will all work out. Yeah. So that's like I'm. I'm just doing a shout out to all those people listening right now that need to make those tough decisions. Mm. Is just trust that you've got a parachute on your back as you leap over the cliff. Mm. And it's an. It's a beautiful journey on the way down. We've still probably, we've still got, not probably, we still have many tough decisions to make in our life. Yeah. Um, And like, what was the most recent tough decision that we've made? Um, The most recent tough decision, uh, well, another one that comes to mind that I was going to say as well is my decision. So if people don't know, I was considering going to the Olympics this year, Mm. Um, trying out again and going to the Olympics. Tokyo, Tokyo where the coronavirus is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I was literally after Rio when I went in 2016, I was going back and forth of whether I should go to another Olympics for about three years. And when me and Luca met, um, I was going back and forth between this decision. And I was really, really stuck for a long time if this was a path that I wanted to go down and I didn't know how to figure it out. And I think a lot of people sometimes, it's maybe not necessarily that um, you are afraid, but that you actually just don't know which one's the right answer. Mm. I think that's sometimes the issue as well. And that's how I felt in that decision. So sometimes we have the gut feeling like we know which direction to go down. And other times we're actually like, well, both paths aren't bad. Like going to a second Olympics is not bad. Like most people would be like, go, that's amazing, right? Like that's the general um, consensus. But I just didn't know which was the path for me. And um, in that sense, what really helped me is I had this realization one day I was like, what does my ego want and what does my soul want? Yeah, right. And I think that when I looked at it from that point of view, it shifted my perspective completely because sometimes we can be faced with the ego path. Yeah. What like but looks good. the greatest good. path? Yeah, totally. Like, like being a dual Olympian? Yeah, being a dual Olympian. Like some of my, I'm so proud. Some of my teammates from Rio, four of them are going to the Tokyo Olympics. I'm so freaking proud of them. Um, and, and that could have been a possibility for me. Um, but I, that was, what I your soul wanted another, your soul, soul wanted, wanted something, something else. My ego, real, real bad. So let me tell you, the Olympics is freaking awesome. The two weeks of the Olympics, you get all the gear, you get, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. So great. Um, but my soul was just saying to me and is until I started listening, it was screaming at me, Danielle, you, that's not for you. You yeah. need to go down the other way. Even though you don't know the, like, again, I didn't know what step 10 was. I, I barely knew what step one was. I was at like one and a half. I was like, I said to myself, I need to follow what my soul says. And that's like, my greatest advice for people that are in the equal weighing of two possibilities. You know, the tough decision is not that you one's wrong and one's right. The tough decision is that I don't know which path is okay. You know, both look great, mm. but which one is for me? Mm, that's an interesting point. This like the definition of like what you, what your soul wants, that inner self, that mm. intuition, that, that inner knowingness wants and what your ego wants is like, can really determine the fate of, mm. of your reality, hey? Mm. Yeah, I'm just wondering like what we, what decisions we made. Well, it's funny, I, like I was just thinking, what, what, where would you have got your second Olympic tattoo? Would you got a second <laughs> Olympic tattoo? 
because maybe you would have had to give it to me. Um, I wouldn't. I don't know if we'd, we'd be I would together. just have to wear it. I, maybe I'd get, I'm like pointing at my leg right now. Maybe I was thinking of like getting something above or below. Anyways, we don't or need just to go like, into just, just to like um, the mathematic, like to the power of two. Yeah, that's what some of the girls are going to do, which is They're pretty gonna cool. They're going to get to the power of two. Yeah, or so, some people well, that get means two that, that would be four, wouldn't it? Is it uh, to the power of two? Don't ask me. I didn't do well at Yeah, maths. I don't know. For those math it's people, not, maybe it's it is four Olympics. <laughs> but, um, a quadrupian. Yeah. What, what do you think is a recent decision that we had to make that was difficult? Mm. I mean, coming here was very, like, strange. Like, yeah. We had to... Coming to We Bali. burnt all... Like, there's an analogy of saying, like, if you want to go somewhere, like, in your life, mm. and you want to make a tough decision, you, you say you roll up to an island. You get, you got to go to an island, right? Mm. You've got to take a boat to the island. You burn those motherfucking boats. Excuse my language. You burn those boats so you don't go back. Yeah. So there's no way. So you've got to make that island work. Yeah. We did that when we came here. Oh, my God. We, we sold totally the car. That. We, like, moved out of the house. Um, packed up our We sold life. all our furniture. We pretty much kept, like, a couple things. We pretty much got rid of everything. We packed up into two suitcases. Two suitcases. Um, and we even got rid of stuff on the road. So yeah. Like, what do we need this shit for? Yeah. We literally like jumped ship and burnt the boat. Yeah. The savior boat. Yeah. And I, as well, like if you are someone, I mean, this is kind of in, in, in who we are as well. Um, but if you're someone that really wants to go for it, um, you need to make success your only option. Yeah. And like I have every ounce we both have every ounce of faith we will be holistically successful which is not just financially um the timing of that is going to you know be determined by the universe and our amount that you know alignment and how much work we want to put in here and there but i know that because for us we've created no other option Mm. this is our only option to be successful at what we're doing now and let me tell you it is freaking scary sometimes and there's been moments where me and luca have been like did we make the right decision Decision. Yeah. But then we look back and we're like, we, I mean, life was beautiful in Perth. And we actually, we're kind of crazy that we left because we had lots of beautiful friends. We yeah. like, we're starting to make really good connections. It's kind of ridiculous that we left. But also, like, that's not the life that we wanted. We yeah. wanted this life that we are on now, which is really challenging sometimes. Which, because we've been moving homes, we've, you know, been not knowing people here, we've been dealing with the finances of it all, we've been dealing with, like, how to build a business on the road while you're traveling in Bali, how to live in Bali, like, all of these different things. Yeah. But I don't have an ounce of regret. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. That was definitely our toughest decision recently, I think. Yeah. Was to to make the decision to sell everything and leave and follow our dream. And Mm. we came to Bali because Bali had people that, we could emulate yeah. and also not only that a cultural experience that would help us grow and we came to Abud because there was a lot of people in Bali in, in this place at Abud that um, we resonated with yeah. and it was like it's time to go and yeah. make those connections. And that's something that like I've said recently is I started to feel like in Perth I was becoming a bigger fish in a small pond yeah. and I'm like I think I'm wired for growth mindset for always wanting to grow and I wanted to be a small fish in a bigger pond which really fucked with my with my um, uh, self-assurance when we first moved here but I was like there's people that I want to we want to be like we need to be, surround ourselves yeah. with them and that's in the sense of like giving you guys advice for tough decisions one of the best things that I can say to people is surround yourself with a supportive environment that is going to support you in the truth of who you are. Yeah. 
and that sometimes that might not be your family. Sometimes that might have to be your friends or that might have to be a group online or that might have to be a coach that you hire. Whatever it is, your environment is so freaking important, right? Like a flower or a garden or vegetables are not going to thrive in a shitty environment of soil. They need yeah. good soil and they need good, good sun, fuel and good, good light, sun to good be water. able to grow. It's the same as us as human beings on our, yeah. on our journey. Shift that environment. Just make sure you look at yourself, look at your environment and go, what's not what's not supporting my growth, my ideal self, the yeah. future self? What's not supporting that? And then not judging them, uh, but just shifting away from that. And you will literally imprint the energy of anything else around you. So change that environment to start imprinting, getting that imprint of energy from people that are doing what you want to do. Mm. And just get that um, get that new imprint and then shit just changes, mm. man. Like look at the people that we've become friends with now because we've changed our environment. Mm. And we were just talking about this recently. It's like it's probably a good idea to talk about this now um, because we came to Abud because we are like, oh, our people are there. Yeah. Right. This is a funny story. Like we came to Ubud and Bali because like our people are there. Like we're... so, if you don't know where Ubud and Bali, Bali is an island, um, Indonesia. Ubud is like the center of the island, kind of like the jungle area. And it's like if you've ever watched Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah. Um, it's, That's what it's made it that famous, area. Isn't it? Yeah, it's made it famous. It's the yoga. It's the spiritual spiritual stuff. It's the healing. It's lots of vegan yeah. food, which we love. All like really cool stuff, which we really like. However, sorry. Continue. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. That's that's pretty much explained that and. We were like, we want to get around the more spiritual people. That's our people, blah, 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 blah. But then we learned a lot about who we truly are too, is we were almost, we came here for an intention to get around more like-minded people, but we also denied a big part of us, which was the entrepreneurs, the business mind, the actual, we do like reality because we were almost trying to escape reality. Would you say like a big part of that was like trying to escape reality and like, we don't actually watch the TV or news anymore just by choice. Legit, and the so, only reason we know about the coronavirus is because it is on social media. Like, yeah, we don't like keep up to date say, with news. Okay? And, yeah, we don't feed our mind with stuff like that. We, yeah, we don't, we don't watch that. And that was, like, because we were dejecting from, like, society so much. And we're like, we've got to go hang out with our spiritual buddies. Yeah. Um, and then now we've realized... Well, we got a lot of healing in this place. We got a lot of self-learning and self-understanding and self-knowing. And that now we've realized we can't just go and hide. Mm. (laughs) And we were, right? And so now we're building up to... We get to this point where you take these small steps and you become... you, You take these small steps and you start learning more and more about yourself and you become this different version of yourself through that process. So like when you do take that leap... Um, and like we did moving to Bali, we actually got so much more out of it because we we thought we were a different type of person before we actually started experiencing what yeah. this person was like in a different environment. And so we shifted out of that environment and realized, hey, actually, you know what? Our environment isn't here, but we needed to learn a lot of this. This mm-hmm. is a, part, a small portion of our environment. Our, our, our work is still largely plugged into reality because mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff out here isn't really reality. Like, it's easy to live here. Yeah, there's, like, a, there's a lot of... Uh, you don't yeah. have to do your washing. You yeah. don't have to do your cooking. You can go out and get cheap. cheap meals. You can... Um, you've got a scooter. You don't have to wear a helmet. Like, mm. it's, like, very... It's, it's very Eastern. And so 
we've come to realize that that's been great for us, but our work is, is now coming to a point where it's much greater than yeah. hiding from reality. Yeah, we're wanting to shift our environment again, so we're just gonna move to a different area of yeah. Bali, which has more of the people that we wanna be like. And as well with these tough decisions, if you're in a place where it's taking you a while to make the decision or you're looking back and you're in this place of uncomfort or, you know, don't regret what has happened because yeah. it has allowed you to get to that point for a certain reason. And yeah. it is so beautiful because we have to go through this experience of living in Ubud to come to the realization that we want to move out of Ubud. Mm. I had to be in that relationship for five years to realize that I need to take more independence and responsibility for my life mm. and not be a victim, but actually be empowered. And thank God that I went through that because that has led me to be the person that I am now. Now. So yeah. don't regret what has happened to lead you to this tough decision because it is a blessing. It is a blessing that you can use as fuel in your e life. Even now, you probably, like all the decisions that we've made, we probably still get more lessons out of them in the future because we can connect the dots further yeah. and further and go, oh, that's why that happened or I met that person there, yeah. there, there because they'll come back into your life. So it's like we're still discovering some yeah. of the great aspects of the choices that we've made the tough choices that we've made in the in the past mm. and and as well like something that i know that we wanted to touch on too is like these big tough decisions came from small little tough decisions along yeah. the way you know i know that especially you know i think in your circumstance the decision for you to do a year without alcohol started from you doing days of saying no to your friends i don't mm. want to have a drink it started from you saying weekends where you're like no i'm not going to come out this weekend mm. it started with those little decisions like so whatever tough decision you're wanting to make if it is a big one or a small one remember that those big leaps in our life those big leaps of faith and fear come from the small steps of growth and discomfort you mm. know so that might mean having a conversation with your partner in a small sense that said you know what th this comment that you said the other day I know you didn't mean to but it made me feel this way it might come from having a conversation with your boss or your friend that is uncomfortable but you're standing up for your soul it might from say might be from saying no to alcohol with your friends because you know it doesn't make you feel good like you need you can practice to take these big leaps in your life by taking the small steps of listening listening to your soul and mm. what it truly wants mm. yeah that's that's a that's a very good point is that, that I guess that's the one important thing we should be leaving people with right like mm. would you say that's the most important thing to leave the listeners with those listening yeah I think remember that the small steps lead to the big leaps yeah the declaration is so important, mm. you know, um, because it keeps you accountable or accountability. Um, environment is so important to help facilitate yeah. those big um, leaps and that, that um, those difficult decisions. And as well, you don't need to know step 10. You know, you can build the parachute on the way down. You can. If you're you a can, technician. <laughs> shut up. You can take the first step and then figure out the ones afterwards. Yeah. Don't get so caught up in the logistics of how it's all going to work, and just have the faith to leap in to the difficult decision to make a transformational shift in your life that's going to lead you to deeper fulfillment because yeah. that's what we are all trying to allow you to have yeah. to feel more freaking alive i agree so for all of you listening to this that need to make a tough decision there's some good steps some good um tools to help you implement that tough decision to make that choice make that decision for your future self, this is for your future self to reap the rewards of that. I'm going to say let's wrap this let's podcast wrap it up. up. And 
Until next time, my friends, stay happy, stay alive, and do one thing each day that makes you feel great from within. Peace out, homies. Peace out, my friends. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the end. I'm incredibly grateful to share these magical lessons and experiences with you here. Please, if you can do anything right now, adopt the takeaways that our guests give you in each episode and use it in your life and share it with your loved ones because that's what matters. And remember this, Socrates once said, the secret to change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. It's time to wake up, my friends.